0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara and this is a space where we nerd and geek out over all things Hallmark Channel TV shows and movies. We are making our way downtown walking fast. Just kidding. We are bound to... uh, I was going to say downtown to Christmas. Help me, Holy Ghost. Countdown to Christmas is nigh. We have two more sleeps before we can begin to ingest all that Hallmark has to offer of the Christmas variety. And I hope you guys enjoyed the bonus episode that I released yesterday. I watched the GAC Christmas special and did kind of a, not a review, but just kind of gave my thoughts about the movies that they have coming in their Christmas lineup and which ones I am planning to watch. So what I want to do for you right now, I want to preview two of Hallmark Channel's movies that I am very much excited for the first one will be premiering on hallmark channel october 24th that is this saturday at 8 p.m and it stars Tamara maury housley paul campbell and joe pantoliano and here is the premise tanya played by Tamara, is a police detective who was reluctantly partnered with fellow detective ryan played by Paul Campbell, to solve a recent string of heists taking place during high-profile holiday parties around town. They go undercover as newlyweds Tasha and Rupert, moving into the vacant house next to Mr. Miller, the jovial chair of the community's Christmas committee, and the prime suspect in the case. As Tanya and Ryan partake in the neighborhood's holiday happenings to keep up appearances and crack the case, they get swept up in Christmas. Before they know it, their cover story as a couple in love starts to become reality. You guys, this is so cool. I, 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 as you guys know, I am knee deep in this world of Hallmark movies and mysteries. And so to see the Hallmark channel kind of get their feet wet, just kind of dip their big toe in a little bit of a mystery. I am really excited. And to do it with none other than Tamara Maury Housley and Paul Campbell, I'm I'm so I'm so ready to see what that chemistry looks like on the screen. I know Paul is going to bring the laughs. I know Tamara is going to bring she's going to bring the laughs as well. She's probably going to be the straight man in all of this and it's going to, it's just going to be funny seeing them bounce off of one another and their banter. This is this is one of my most anticipated movies that I'm watching and I'm so excited that it it comes this Saturday. And so because this movie will be coming on I'm sorry, it comes on Sunday, forgive me. Because this movie is going to be coming on on Sunday, this is going to be the movie that I will be doing for Wednesday's episode of the podcast. Uh, I have, and not have, but I will, depending on when you're listening to this, it's probably already up, put the schedule for when I will be posting and publishing all of my reviews and where you can find those for Countdown to Christmas. So I am extremely excited about that. Let's get into the next movie. This movie is going to be on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, and their Christmas lineup is called Miracles of Christmas. This stars Caitlin Doubleday, Steve Lund, that's it, I'm in it, and Caroline Ray. And it premieres November 6th at 10 p.m. And it's called Debbie Makomers. Am I saying that correctly? Makomers? Debbie Makomers, A Mrs. Christmas. Okay, we're going to take that again. (laughs) Debbie Makomers, A Mrs. Miracle Christmas. When a family faces loneliness and loss of faith, Mrs. Miracle swoops in to renew their Christmas spirit, and they experience a holiday of heavenly proportions. I didn't know Steve Lund was in this. They don't list the cast on the Hallmark Movies and, look at me, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, the Hallmark Movies checklist app. You only see maybe a sentence of the premise, and you do get Clips, some unreleased clips of some of the movies. For instance, they just put up A Christmas Treasure starring Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier. They put up a clip of that movie. In the Hallmark Movie Checklist app. And y'all, it looks good. It looks, I'm talking sweet potato pie good. I'm talking Christmas ham with string beans, mac and cheese, yams, corn, potato salad, seafood salad, cornbread, stuffing, and you got, if you like bubbly, I'ma do um, cranberry with sparkling apple cider. It looks so good. And I'm so ready for it. Well, that is going to conclude your Christmas preview for this episode because y'all, we we are winding down on our time of the shores, at the shores, I should say. We are going to conclude season two by talking about episodes nine and ten of Chesapeake Shores when we come back. Welcome back, everyone. This is our last Wednesdays at the Shores for 2021. Man, oh man. It's been such a pleasure to get to know the O'Brien family. And I look forward to getting to know more of them in seasons three to five when we pick it back up in 2022. So let's get into episodes nine and ten of season two, shall we? The main thread through episodes 9 and 10 in episode 9 Carrie's 10th birthday party is the main attraction in episode 10 Megan's art walk is on is on the display that's kind of where everybody gathers at the end of the episode and likewise with Carrie's 10th birthday party so let's first start off with Megan the mom We don't get much of her in episode 9. She's just focused on the planning of the party and making sure everything is going on as it should be. And then in episode 10, she's preparing her welcome speech for the art walk. And we can see that she's very nervous and kind of unsure, a little bit insecure. She wants it to be perfect. And I appreciated I appreciated that we got to see a vulnerable side of the mother. Up until this point, she has been pretty vulnerable in terms of how her kids at times would mistreat her because of her past and her history with them. But I think even as they're on this road of reconciliation something within herself that doesn't have to deal with her kids or their family, just her speaking publicly in this new role for the first time, explaining about the art walk. I, I appreciated seeing that, that side of her. And Gran just encouraged her to talk from her heart because she genuinely loves art. And it was just a joy to watch that at the end, towards the end of episode 10. So let's get into the main man, Kevin, played by Brendan Penny. So he goes to Philadelphia. Shut out my hometown. I'm hype about that. He goes to Philadelphia with Bree to speak to the mother of his friend who died while he was in Afghanistan. And it was really beautiful to see, again, him and Bree's dynamic. They seem to be the closest in terms of brother sister relationship and I appreciate that I appreciate seeing that dynamic and he also announces that he's moving out and I should say that if you remember from uh last week's episode where we see him having this emotionally charged conversation with his dad thinking about how that could have been him that died that day that is what prompts him to go to philadelphia with Bree to really kind of get a sense of closure and speak to the mother of the friend uh who passed so that that was very moving and very telling um, on both on Kevin's part as well. And then Brie learns a little bit about herself with in her relationship or the building of her relationship with Simon and even her as a writer, which I appreciated. One of my favorite scenes of Kevin by far is the scene that I'm going to talk to you about right now. His interaction and engagement with Abby. So because he was moving out, you saw him got to spend little bits and pieces of time with each of his siblings when he got back from Philadelphia. And the episode, either towards the end or the episode concluded, you see him hold out. You just see hands coming through a doorway with spoons and a tub of ice cream. And Abby knows off the jump that it's Kevin. So he's dangling this bucket of ice cream and uh, she's like, "What? what's going on? Like, what? what is this about? He says, I thought that's what you need. That that's, I thought that that's what you needed in order to enter your room was ice cream. Because <laughs> throughout some of the episodes, Jess and Bree have spent time in Abby's room and they've always had ice cream. And I just loved that it was such a bonding moment between Abby and Kevin because that was a dynamic that, At least to me, I haven't seen yet. And I haven't understood their relationship with each other. So it was so beautiful to see them kind of catch each other up. Even though it was done in a very quick manner. It was just so beautiful. And then Abby says, well, now you have to giggle. And then Kevin does this fake laugh, which I think turns into a real laugh. Because of how, like, crazy and... (laughs) Over the top, the fake giggle was. It really was one of the best scenes and, oh my gosh, that brother-sister dynamic. I loved seeing that so much. Now, in episode 10, we have Sarah. She comes back into the picture by, quote unquote, accidentally running into him at Sally's. So she puts a little game on the brother and gets him to help her put together the firefighter's booth for the art walk. And so Kevin obliges, he helps her out. She plants a kiss on the homie. I wasn't expecting romantical situations in that moment, but she does anyway. And he, I'm wondering now what that will entail for season three. But what we do find out with Kevin and how season two ends with Kevin, he wants to become and is making headway to become a paramedic. But the last thing we see is him checking his phone. He got an email that he got accepted to Stanford's medical school. So now I'm guessing it's kind of up in the air. He wasn't sure if he, got ex- he, if he was going to get accepted into Stanford's medical school. So he went the paramedic route. Or I'm, I'm very curious to see how that plays out in season three. Is that going to be a source of internal conflict with Kevin's character? He got into this prestigious medical school, but he really wants to be a paramedic. So I look forward to seeing that. Let's go to our younger sister, Jess. Jess and David are watching the bookstore while Brie is in Philadelphia with Kevin. And so Brie gives her the instruction to buy 100 books for the high school. That is the primary thing she has to do while she's watching over the bookstore. However, because Jess and David are canoodling a little bit, he's nubbing on her neck. Instead of a hundred books, she accidentally orders a thousand books. And so through episode nine, she's trying to find a way to pawn them off to people. And then at Carrie's party, Jess finds an old high school teacher who comes up to her and say, I just want to let you know in person. I know he wanted to keep this anonymous, but David gave $10,000 to the high school to help us with our books. And he did this kind of lavish donation. And that really caught Jess off guard. She was like, who... Who is this guy? Like, who am I with right now? Because Jess and David have officially, um, but they've officially become a couple. And it further, it further piques her curiosity of who David is. And in episode 10, we find out that David comes from a wealthy family. They, his last name is Peck of, quote unquote, the Boston Peck. However, David wanted to make a name for himself and to do things that he really cared about, which involves food. And that means he wants to go away for a little bit so that he can really hone in that craft of food. And that makes Jess a bit sad because he has to leave the B&B and she doesn't want him to go. Next, let's go with our sister, Brie. At Carrie's party, she, we see her running up to Jess, yelling that she's getting published. I screamed to myself. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. She was like, I don't even know how they got my manuscript. And so you can watch as she comes down from this high, she realizes that how the publishing house could have received her manuscript is only through Simon because she was the one who gave it to him. And she did it without her asking. So throughout episode 10, we see the the inner conflict of her grappling with Simon sending her the manuscript, but yet her really wanting to become this published author. And... She realizes that Simon's actions—it reminded her of Martin's actions during her seven-year stint with him—and she does not want any triggers, any inklings of what 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 used to be. So, and while Simon apologizes profusely, she ends things with Simon before they can even really begin. So we don't know what's in store for Bree in season three. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> Connor, we don't get much from him other than that he is doing some some law work for his uncle. But we don't get much of him in episodes nine and ten. So there's more to be explored with what Connor will do with this new in this in this new field of kind of environmental law. Is is that where he wants to end up? We I don't know. We will see an episode in season three last but definitely not least let's talk about Abby and Trace so i was upset because they kept showing in their recaps in the beginning of episodes they kept so they kept showing Victor Webster's character i believe his name is Douglas but he was never in the episode so finally towards the end of episode 9 at Carrie's birthday party Douglas comes back for a few moments And when I tell you they have eyes, oh, they have eyes. And he tells Abby that he finds out about Mick's deal, her her dad's deal with Matt Fox, concerning the trust that Mick has between his brother. And so he decides to be financial backing for Mick since Matt Fox dropped out. And so in episode 10, we see Abby and Douglas doing this deal between her and, um, between him and her dad, Mick. And again, the eyes are thrown. Douglas is in all the way. And I'm curious. Actually, I'm going to save that for the. I'm going to. We're going to loop back around to Douglas' character after I talk about what I'm about to talk about right now with Trace. Trace is offered a tour because his video that was uploaded to the internet from his industry showcase. Has gone buku bonkers viral. And he's offered a tour. From the same producer. Who tried to split up the band. And just wanted uh, Trace to go solo. Trace turns down the tour. Because he loves. He's like I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And. Abby talks with Jess, Bree, and Gran, and they're like, no, 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 sis. You got to let him live his dream. Music is who he is, and he'll resent you if you don't let him take that chance now. So she meets with Trace and ends up breaking up with him. Now, I thought she was just going to let him go on the tour. I didn't think she would actually break up with him, so I was incredibly shocked at that. Incredibly shocked. And looping back to Douglas, Victor Webster's character, I'm wondering because we kept seeing the eyes, is Victor Webster going to sneak in and slip in and become something to Abby in season three? Man. Oh man, y'all, the setup is real with this one. I cannot wait to continue this journey with you guys and and see, I keep saying episode 3. It's season 3. <laughs> In season 3 of of Chesapeake Shores, hopefully we will be able to get through of all of Chesapeake Shores before Season six comes back and then we can go live with uh, season six of Chesapeake Shores and give you my, my reactions as it airs for podcast episodes. So we are going to take a micro break and then I'm going to come back and we're going to close this thing out. Thank you guys so much for coming to the Shores with me this week. As I said, I look forward to continuing our time at the Shores in 2022. But I want to end this episode giving you two more previews of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas. The first one, Christmas in Harmony, that airs October 29th at 8 p.m. on Hallmark Channel. And it stars Ashley Murray, Luke James, Loretta Devine, Michelle Williams, and I'm not sure if it's Basil or Basil Wallace. And the premise is, Harmony is tricked into auditioning for the holiday chorus, directed by an ex-boyfriend. But by Christmas Eve, they could be harmonizing in the key of love. You guys, Luke James and Michelle Williams and Loretta Devine, my goodness. Luke James is a phenomenal, talented R&B singer. While sometimes I don't agree with the subject matter, it doesn't negate the fact that the brother can sing. And we we all know Michelle Williams as Destiny's Child. The woman is phenomenal. Loretta Devine, Loretta she is she's everybody's mom when I tell you she is a legend in the black community she is (laughs) she is a legend in these streets and I'm not sure if this is her first Hallmark movie or not but I'm very excited at least to me it's my first time seeing her in a Hallmark movie I'm excited to see her grace my screen in this way and I am super excited to be watching that movie That is one, when I saw the cast for this, this was another one of my highly anticipated ones to watch, for sure. Following that is another one. Coyote Creek Christmas. We don't have much of the premise. All we have of the premise is a Christmas around the world party helps two people find love at home, which I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it stars Janelle Parrish from Right in Front of Me. and Holl- Now, I did not watch Holly and Ivy because I was not about to cry yet. But Right in Front of Me, you guys are going to hear about that in Friday's episode. That's all I'm going to say about that. Ryan Pavey is her leading man. This is, I, when I saw that this, when I saw this pairing announced, I, I was ready. I said, sign me up immediately. I don't even care what the premise is. This is such an interesting pairing. She, Janelle Parrish had such great chemistry with Marco in right in front of me. And I I think that this chemistry is going to be translated so well on screen. I'm just very curious about what this Christmas around the world party. I mean, are we doing eight around the world in 80 days in one day? I, I don't know what that means. But in any event, I'm going to watch it. And for that review, we are going to have a special guest join us for that one. One who I am so excited about y'all. She cracks me up to bits and pieces. I promise you that you're going to love her. You're going to enjoy her. I can't wait for you guys to meet her when we do this review together for Coyote Creek Christmas. You guys, I'm so grateful for you guys listening. If you have any thoughts about the Christmas movies or anything Hallmark related and you want to let me know what else is going on and how you're feeling you can do so by leaving me a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you can leave a minute's worth of your thoughts and let me know what else is going on. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel because there's going to be a special video dropping tomorrow with my special guest i'll announce it here for those of you who are listening to the podcast you guys i am so excited to have Jax from hallmark channel bubbly chess okay i keep tripping down the stairs of my words because of my excitement <laughs> but you guys know who i'm talking about yes I am so excited to talk with her. We're going to talk about mysteries. She's going to give me the lowdown into what mysteries I need to check out. And then we're going to fangirl about mysteries that I've already watched, what we love, how she got into the world of mysteries and Hallmark movies and mysteries. You guys don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also you'll find any of the new release movies for Hallmark for this year and last year's Countdown to Christmas. It's up there on YouTube as well. And be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram because we be cutting up on the gram. You know we've created a nice little community over there, where I kind of give my one-off reactions to movies that I don't do podcast episodes on or YouTube videos about. So be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram. And lastly, if you haven't done so already, please, I'd behoove you check out and subscribe—not subscribe—I should say rate and review the Dear Hallmark podcast on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. What it does is it helps the algorithm and it lets other people know, hey, there is a really cool podcast out there with this young lady who reviews Hallmark movies and stuff. So be sure to do that. And what I want to do, we actually have our first review by Jacqueline C. Loves Podcasts. Her, this review, <laughs> she gave five stars and the title of this review is Obsessed with Dara. <laughs> she says she is hilarious and I love all of her takes. I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, you guys, your kind words, they really do mean a lot. Especially as someone who's so new to this Hallmark reviewing space. It really, really does mean a lot to hear you guys' thoughts, to see your words and hear your words of encouragement. I really do appreciate it. So thank you so much. And I will talk to you guys in our next episode.